What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Tuesday, March 31st, 2020. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the former informer, Imran Khan. Howdy. Howdy. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm reaching the point where I have to start looking for, like, deep diving into the deep world of beard combs, which is beard not a thing combs. I ever expected to have to do. Because, yeah. like, it's, Are you just letting it go? You're not going to shave I'm it not, at all? It's during? a quarantine beard at this point, but I, yeah. I'm just kind of curious how long I can get it to grow. Yeah, but it's becoming unwieldy on my screen. It won't look different on yours, but I'm gonna, yeah, there yeah. it is. It's coming in thick. Yeah, it's yeah. it's longer than I've ever I think I've ever had it. Yeah. So I figured like, okay, it's a little unkempt at this point. I should get a beard comb. Sure. They're all like ridiculously haughty. Like they're like wooden things that say like this thing was made of like mole fur. And I'm like, what? I don't. I just need a comb, like a little plastic comb. I don't need anything like. I don't need anything. I need to keep it a little its own. Pl- uh, velvet sleeve. Sure. Which is, well, buy, can't you buy a regular comb at this point then? Just use that? I mm. could, but then there's a thing I'll always be thinking in the back of my mind, like, did I not spend enough on this beard comb? Is mm. there is there something I should have gotten that would be better than this? Gotcha. Yeah. Kevin, do you have experience with beard combs and have any recommendations here for Imran? Well, for a brief time, I sold some at, at oh, thank you. Uh, uh-huh. But like, it's supposed to be some hygienic stuff, like the wood that it's made of, that like... You know, keeps it nice and healthy and stuff, but uh, yeah. it's all bullshit. Just get a plastic comb. Okay, don't I'll let do them that. trick you. You know, uh, I'm pretty excited, Imran. Uh, today at uh, 3 p.m. Pacific time on Patreon.com/slash Kind of Funny, we're doing the Kind of Funny podcast, uh-huh. and it, during it, I will live. I'm gonna kind of live the dream I've always had, which was before society fell apart. I looked into you could have a barber come and cut your hair, and I always wanted a barber to come and cut my hair because I hate getting a haircut during a podcast. And so I'm going to do that, but the barber is Jen, and she's never cut hair before, so we're going to see how that goes. <laughs> Have but you guys discussed long. the cleanup aspect of that at all? I've, I'm the clean freak. Well, I mean, I should say I'm the, you know, I'm the obsessive person about it. So like, uh, I've already thought about the bed sheet on the ground, the bed sheet over me. You know what I mean? And like, we have we have experience with cutting Kevin's hair at Extra Life, so I think, you know, I I know what I'm getting into. I'm gonna push the computer <laughs> back a bit so that it doesn't come. What I, don't, I, I don't like this plan. I just want to make that clear. I'm not happy about this. This seems like which part? Funny. Me getting a haircut? Yeah, by Jen. Like it's you're gonna look funny, and it's like I feel like I you, listen <laughs> for a second. I feel like you really care about your hair. We always talk about it all the time, and you're always like, "I'm trying to get it right," and it's like this is not how to get it right. Have Andy come over. Well, I can't because it the doesn't quarantine. count as social distancing because neither of you guys have gone out. You know what I mean? So no, it's not how distant. it works. <laughs> It's not how it works, and I wish I could, but the problem is it's just we're at a point now. You can't tell because I'm able – I'm a professional, obviously, and I'm able to pull things off that any other mild-mannered uh, video reporter wouldn't be able to do. But, like, I have no hairspray still, so it's just the it's just the palmade I'm it putting in here. Good. And it's so long. It's so long. Though. Look you're how long it is. You're, and at the afternoon, it. it falls down, and it gets in my face, and then I got the hairy neck in the back here. I got the hairy neck. Maybe it's. I mean, like, we'll see what she's feeling when she I'm gets so in there. Maybe scared. she just trims I'm it up. So Maybe she just trims it up. I had a professional Andy who always cuts his own hair, cut my hair. Yeah, and I was still a little worried. Sure. Yeah, but also, I mean, my thing is, even if she screws it up, I got a whole month now to let it grow out or do also, whatever it needs to do. My hair is getting super long. Do you think I should drive over to Andy's? No, you should. No, you have to stay away from Andy. He's definitely, you know what, I don't have time for this. Or, Instead, no. let's talk about the fact that Gamescom lives. Mario's getting more updates and. 
Why aren't more publishers making deals? I'll explain later because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday on a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, you should be part of the show. Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny Games with your questions, comments, concerns, your squad up requests, and of course, everything under the video game sun. While you're over on Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny Games, remember you can get each and every episode ad free along with the post show by kicking us a few bucks but in these tough times if you don't have the bucks to toss our way no big deal you can watch us record the show live on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games if you're watching live you have a special job go to kind of funny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kind of funny games roosterteeth.com and listening on podcast services around the globe um housekeeping online What's happening? It's harder to sync online. No, very. I know. I appreciate you trying. That's all that matters, Imran. You, you, you're, you know, you're swinging the bat. That's what I worry about. Uh, housekeeping for you, boss baby Barrett Courtney himself is doing a Persona Five Royal stream tonight. He has been playing for a while. He will show you some of the game. And at five thirty p.m. Pacific, he will be doing Q and A with you while he does all that. So go to Twitch.tv/slash Kind of Funny Games. Five thirty p.m. Pacific time. That's eight thirty p.m. Uh, Eastern time. You can pop in, see what the boss baby's been up to at Persona 5 Royal. Uh, thank you to our Patreon producers, Mohammed, Mohammed, Momo, uh, Drew Garnier Frutis, Blackjack, and the kind of funny Destiny 2 PC clan. Today we're brought to you by PS I Love You XOXO, but I'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. <laughs> time for some news. Eight items on the Roper Report. A baker's dozen! Getting very close to a real baker's dozen, which is terrifying, <laughs> of course. Uh, Imran, let me start you here. Gamescom lives, or will live, in some fashion. Uh, today, Gamescom organizers put this out. Uh, it was, it, after millions of fans throughout the world follow Gamescom online last year, records are also expected to be surpassed in 2020. Uh, the German Games Industry uh, Association jointly announced that Gamescom will definitely take place at least in digital format, from the 25th through the 29th of August. They say it will not be postponed. The same goes for the DevCom Developer Conference, the 22nd to the 24th of August, which starts off Gamescom week. An evaluation will be made mid-May as to how Gamescom can also take place on-site in Cologne based on the latest developments of the corona pandemic at at that time together with the responsible state authorities. If an on-site event is possible, there will also be more information at that stage with regard to which changes need to be made in order to fully ensure the health of all visitors. This has been arranged with the largest exhibitors, therefore all Gamescom plans are continuing at full speed. At the same time, the organizers ensure that visitors will receive a refund for already paid tickets and exhibitors will be reimbursed in full for payments made to the people who put on Gamescom if Gamescom or DevCom cannot take place on location in Cologne by official order. Further information on the digital formats will be announced in the coming months. Uh, This got tipped off to me today when Jeff Keighley tweeted, quote, in these uncertain times, it's good to have something to look forward to. Gamescom opening night live returns Monday, August 24th. We'll be streaming live then. In mid-May, our partners at Gamescom will update fans on the status of the physical event in Germany. Imran, Mm -hmm. are you surprised? I am surprised they're still saying that there might be a physical event. Yeah. Like, they're wildly optimistic about that, and they've been wildly optimistic since, like, the day they started selling tickets. But, yeah, this is the right call of, yeah, we're still going to do this just as a digital event. 
that needs to be the entire thing. I understand why they don't want to. I understand it's a big deal for them. It's a very important event. But at the end of the day, like, this is not the year for that, really. Yeah. Oh, I'm what I'm surprised about and what I commend them for is being so clear and spelling it all out, right? That's the biggest thing about it, where, hey, this is going to happen on these dates, at least as a digital thing. In mid-May, we will come back to you and we will address this, then we will come and tell you if we're going to actually do this or not. Um, Jeff Keighley already having the messaging for it. It brings up an interesting question from one Frank Furter, who writes into patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. This seems to be something to expect after everyone else is either canceled, rescheduled, or repurposed their events this year. My question is, when should we expect to hear more news about what is happening with the events before? E3, for example, was canceled nearly three weeks ago, yet we still haven't heard anything from publishers or developers, to my knowledge, about what they plan to do instead. Is it because there is no news to report, or they are waiting until someone else starts? Everyone is chomping at the bit for more next-gen information, but it seems no one wants to give any outside of how many flops their new box has. When can we expect something exciting and tangible? So, Obviously, again, a pretty direct comparison there of Gamescom coming out and being like, listen, this is at least happening as a digital. These are the dates that applies to DevCom as well. Hopefully, even though I don't think they will be able to do a live event, we will in May address that and go from there and move on. Meanwhile, E3, right, did cancel and was like, we're looking into making a digital event. We'll talk to you later. And then it has been quiet. Yeah, it's weird that the ESA just kind of like, the ESA reacted as if everything was on fire and they had to immediately put it out and leave the building. Yeah. And which is like, honestly, that's not a terrible response considering everything that was going on, but they've not actually, they've washed their hands of it since then. I was going to say, it, wouldn't, it, it, it isn't a terrible response if it was that, hey, everything's clearly fucked. We don't know what's going on. You don't know what's going on. E3 is canceled. We'll talk to you later. Rather than, hey, we're pulling out. E3 is not happening. We're going to look into doing a digital event. Yeah, I mean, they couldn't like, quietly they could, leave the room. <laughs> they could not sit on their hands for another couple of weeks while they arranged whatever needed to be arranged. Or like, okay, here's going to be when Ubisoft's event is. Here's when Microsoft's yep. event is. Because I imagine at this point, the publishers are just doing it themselves. They're not going through the ESA at all. Of course. It's just them. The only people I feel like, Microsoft has said they'll still have a thing. Yeah. But they haven't said when that is. I think Nintendo has said they're announcing the new Smash character in June, which makes sense if like a larger show then. Like a larger digital presence. But that's kind of what we expected from them anyway. Yeah. So it's Honestly, it's a very hard to say, like, what their overall in-concert plans are going to be. And I think they don't want to deal with it anymore. They're just going, it's up to publishers, they're going to do their own thing. Games oh, sure. I'm, well, I mean, you, there's got to be a thing, too, where the publishers don't want to deal with them, right? Yeah. I mean, the E3 has been a clusterfuck forever. The ESA has fucked up at every turn. I'm sure the last thing, Microsoft, in a lot of ways, has to feel free, right? That they don't have to worry about them anymore. So if ESA comes around, like, hey, do you want to be part of, like, well, we'll give you stuff, but we're doing our own thing, and we don't have to work with you for that. Right. Publishers have always said it was really annoying to have to deal with the ESA schedule, because the way it worked is, you had to have a show, and if you didn't have the show, you lose your spot. If you lose your spot, you come back next year, and you actually do have amazing things to show, you don't have that same period. So, like, Bethesda was a particularly weird one where they didn't always have a big show to have, but they needed to fill those seats somehow or fill that time. And sometimes it just wasn't really worth it, worth the time or the money or anything like that. So now they can just have their own thing. They don't have to have it, like, you don't have to go straight from Microsoft to Ubisoft or whatever that schedule was. And it's not, like, a big burden on everybody to have, like, do all that stuff. So I think this works out for them. I think Gamescom's thing, depending on how it works out, like how the actual digital event, I assume it's going to be like a 
for lack of a better term, Achilles direct. Yeah. But like that probably makes sense for that sort of thing. I question like what is the point of having it attached to Gamescom if it's not like if Gamescom is not a physical event, like why is why is it gonna be like Gamescom uh live? Like are people physically going to be in Germany or is it going to be a focus on German game or European games or anything like that? That's I think it's say. it's the shift of I think it's the I think it's a direct comparison again to E3 mm-hmm. of Gamescom, a show that's been on the rise, and it seems like people are happy with when they go to both consumers and uh, uh, publishers. And I feel that that is a brand they're committed to actually doing something with. And I think that with their plans, you know, Gamescom's plans, you assume to definitely come back in 2021. You want to keep that there, and you figure with. Even, you know, you talk about it turning into like a Keeley Direct. I think they're still contracting Jeff to make it for them. And that's why the branding's still there. It's smart to some respect of like, hey, you know, especially for them to say whatever that looks like that. It's going to happen digitally at least. Because they're not saying it's going to happen digitally at least as one night live, right? They're saying that it's going to happen at least in digital format 25 through the 29th of August. Like that's four or five days right there of real things happening that aren't just Jeff's thing that kicks off on August 24th, Monday night. I yeah, I suppose that's the way you have to put it. Otherwise, what really differentiates Gamescom Live between that and Game Awards, besides awards? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It'll be interesting, and I, yeah, yeah I, I, as a kickoff, and then what do you do? And then where is Gamescom slash Jeff with the whole digital? Hey, go on Steam and play the games there and get the demos there. I mean, yeah. that said, like this is the year for Gamescom if they can put off a big totally. event and. E3 doesn't like I mean it's ghost of E3 doesn't I should say and that's the thing is hungry and as again well spoken and straight to the point this is if they are able to not only pull something off they're able to actually give something that is awesome suddenly think I think you could to your point like are the are the you know the game developers going to be in Germany it suddenly maybe could become a global brand where Gamescom is happening in Germany sure but it's not that I think of that as, oh, that's a European thing that's going on. No, you think of it as, no, that is one of the tent poles of the industry now. And, hey, it's an awesome thing no matter where you are thanks to the internet. Yeah. It, this is their time to strike. If they, I, It does sound like Jeff Keighley is sort of done with E3. So <laughs> yeah, this, is, this is his chance to make E3 kind of in his own image. Then this is, COVID aside, this is a best chance like for games come to become bigger. Yeah, 100%. Uh, Robbie Rob writes in to patreon.com slash games just like you can and says, Hey, KFGD crew. Gamescom today announced in a joint statement with the Venture Rebel, I, I guess, Cole Mesa? Cole Mesa? Cole Mesa? Uh, in Germany, that they are increasing the digital presence of their show. Although this show is in August, PAX West is in the fall. Do you think conventions such as PAX West or San Diego Comic-Con would ever move into the direction of going digital with their events? PAX West is also in August, isn't it? Like the very end of August? Yeah, it's the, it's the that final weekend that I can never keep straight if it's Labor Day or Memorial Day that bridges uh, August into September. Yeah. Uh, um, I I am very suspicious about PAX West like actually going on this year. Yeah, I, 100%. I would, at the moment right now, if you ask me, I would say no, probably not. But at the same time... Do you time, think that's just because we're so close to it though right now, right? I mean, like we can't go anywhere. <laughs> yeah, but like there's a, there's a larger picture of like PAX West is an American thing. It's and we're probably the country that's handling the COVID crisis the worst, like internationally. So at that point, are we still going to be? Are we really going to be that much better than we are right now? I think people will want to, want to believe that we're that much better. I think the larger problem is that Reed, which is like the parent company of like uh, Gamer Network and all that stuff, 
is also a major events company. And if they can't have any events, they're going to want to push for like their biggest one, which is PAX West. Was at one time was PAX Prime and all that stuff. Like yeah. if they are eager, I think they're probably more eager than Gamescom is right now to say like to not take any cards off the table. And yeah. I I imagine that they're they're not gonna want to be say like, hey, yeah, no, we're not gonna have PAX anytime soon. They want to just keep quiet and lay low and hope everything works and out. And hope right that now. blows over, right? And it's that it's also that thing that even if we get to that final weekend, right, and it is PAX and you know, we've come out of this and we're in a different place, there is still gonna be such a Paul over the airline industry and mm-hmm. traveling and fear that I don't think you're going to see people as anxious to fly up to Seattle from across the country or the world for that matter. Yeah. If doctors come out tomorrow and say it's over, we're done, lockdown's over, we're we're safe and good, here's a vaccine, everything's fine, I still wouldn't feel safe going to PAX knowing how crowded and yeah. insane that place is. Yeah, because like sadly, there's not going to be a magic bullet solution here, right? There's not going to be like, hey, we fi- we developed a, a vaccine or a, a, a cure, and we are spraying it through planes across the country right now. Yeah, like that's not how it works, right? I mean, yeah. last was it last year or the year before? I was like very worried when we were at PAX of because that was like shortly after the Madden shooting. Yeah, and I was like, okay, this I I don't know that I feel safe here, but you can stop somebody with a gun. It's not easy. It's not fun. But it's possible to identify danger that way. It's a lot harder to stop a disease. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I don't think PAX West will happen this year. Mm-hmm. And, I, and in, with it not happening, I also don't think they're able to pivot that show to a digital conference. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I mean, that, that entire show is about being together. And yeah. that's not possible so, like, right now. I think you could do, and I don't mean to get dollars and cents about it, but like as a business, you're talking about Read Pop and how it is a big money generator. I don't know if they canceling that show and dealing with the red tape and all the hassles and contracts and things like that. I don't know if in the same time you're spinning up a, here's how we're going to make this into a digital gathering place, right? We're going to have a discord and chat rooms and channels for you to go into. We're going to do live stream presentations from developers. Cause even if you're doing that, if you're trying to host those kind of panels, that is costing you so much money to figure out when in reality, again, if these events like E3, when it disperses, it's not that it's dead. It's just all these developers and publishers are like, oh, we can do this ourselves. We can go make this ourselves. If, I, if I'm if i a developer who is making a demo build for PAX, right? Maybe now I'm trying to get that build already to a point that I can release it early on Steam that you can go play. Mm-hmm. If, I'm, if I wanted to do a cool panel with my friends, why not do a podcast with them as well or go guest on some people's podcasts or start pitching ideas that way? Yeah. It, in a weird way, it does bring us together in a different kind of like medium. Yeah. But yeah, it's the I remember the old ideas of the like the E3 at home were just kind of like, okay, we're gonna give you demos and you can like really experience this and like treehouse and things like that started compounding on that idea. But mm-hmm. didn't really mm-hmm. go that many places because people still like wanted to be at E3, they wanted to be like on the show floor and experience all that. And it's like there's a certain degree of magic to that. And of course. But now that it's not possible, now that we have to find other alternatives, I think we're gonna find like a more creative game industry in terms of how it delivers news. Right now, yeah, I, think I think a lot of the barriers are going to fall down in the way they do it. You hope, right? And I yeah. do hope that it is. That means that demos that we would go and have to wait in line or play or book behind the closed doors are available on Steam, the PlayStation Store, Xbox. I hope that uh, what I said, where it's like, oh man, we are going to do this panel. They figure out a way to come to kind of funny and say, hey, we wanted to do this panel. Can we do it on your shows? Can we take? Because I mean, if if 
I don't even know if a bunch of developers were going to do an awesome panel and they have nowhere to do it, then yeah, fucking hit us up and do it as a games cast. Like we'll produce it for you. Right. Like, and I don't even mean that as like, we're the solution. I mean, like that's, I'm sure IGN and GameSpot and a million other people were like, Oh, if you wanted to do something rad, come do something rad. Yeah. The kind of funny showcase would not have been a thing five years ago. Yeah. And it like very rapidly became one. And like, you are very close to ve- just, like veering on the edge of having your own packs at this point. If you're hosting yeah. panels and also indie game reveals. Well, maybe we can figure out how to be the digital packs. <laughs> KFAX. There we go. KFAX. KFAX. It's getting too close to KFA if I don't like it. Uh, number two on the Roper Report. We have an update on some of those there Mario games we talked about yesterday. It's Andy Robinson over at VGC. VGC can now confirm that among the Mario titles set to appear on Switch are 1997's Super Mario 64, 2002's Super Mario Sunshine, and 2007's Super Mario Galaxy. One person with knowledge of Nintendo's plans said that the re-releases are being treated as a special anniversary collection of games rather than standard digital ports. Nintendo will also release several other Mario games in 2020. Uh, That includes a deluxe version of 2013's Wii U game Super Mario 3D World, which will be bolstered with new content and new levels. The platform holder is also preparing to announce a new installment in the Paper Mario series. As first reported by VentureBeat, the new game is understood to return to the series' RPG roots with a game closer to its N64 and GameCube installments following criticism of its 3DS and Wii U entries. Imran, Mm -hmm. what was your take on all this yesterday then compounded with this today? That all sounds very cool. Like, I, it's Mario's 35th anniversary. I assumed Nintendo was going to do something big for it. And Mario All-Stars was one of their biggest titles at the time of like, hey, look at this. It was one of the first remasters, honestly, of like, hey, look at what we can do with new technology and how we can bring Mario back. Yeah. They have not done that in how many years was that? That would have been like 25 Oof. years at this point. Yeah. So like, why not? Like, Why not give it another, like, do it again with 3D Mario? Because there's been... There's been way more Mario history now than it was then. Do you think that it's just a slam dunk and obvious this will be called Super Mario All-Stars 2? Mm, I could see Nintendo's weird with names. I could see them calling it Super Mario 3D Collection, but if they're not putting 3D World in there, maybe that's, like, weird. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, who knows? I, Super Mario History? Something Mario like History that, would like. be good. Yeah. Super Mario Anniversary Collection, maybe? Okay. I'm with you. I'm with you. 35th like, anniversary collection. Yeah, all those are like honestly, you could just put Mario in the box and just put call it whatever, and it'll be fine. It'll be fine. People sell it. If they yeah. can, if they can make three new Super Mario Brothers games, they could just call it whatever. Um, yeah, you believe it? You're lock, stock, and barrel. This is all real because this obviously is rumors, and it's been VGC, VGC, and it's been VentureBeat talking a lot about it. I think they definitely have to have multiple sources confirm it. Seems very likely. Okay. Okay. Uh, and then I know you're a Mario guy. You like these co- this collection of games? You're excited for these? You'll replay these? I will definitely replay them. I'm kind of curious what version of Mario 64 it is. Like, are they doing the N64 version? Are they doing the adding some of the 60 mm. or 64 DS editions? Yeah. Are they like what? Like, are there multiple characters, new stars? Like, what are the assets going to look like? Is it like a crash style remake or like more of a remaster? That's those are a lot of open questions, and I'm curious to see them handled yeah I, I when do you think it gets to announce is it are they waiting for another direct you think is it going to be part of that june thing uh the rumors were i think there's a mario event in january or not january april that they were talking about in one of the stories that okay. that seems really likely on. like if, if you're gonna do a mario 35th anniversary thing and like supposedly that paper mario would be announced there as well you would probably have to announce it pretty soon so i would guess like within the next month okay Especially I'll if, like, th- their sources are saying that they're getting it from the event in detail, so. Interesting. 
I'm excited. I love those. Yeah. I love those games. I, I haven't played like I was talking about yesterday. 64. I haven't played since it was on 64. Sunshine since GameCube. Like Galaxy since it was on Wii. And yeah. then yeah, Super Mario 3D World was criminally underplayed. And I loved. I love Paper Mario. So I'm excited for a new one of those. There's a lot of I, the discourse the last couple of days has been like, or not last last day has been which 3D Mario games are really great and which are just kind of good. Yeah. So like I, Reb is one of those people that really loves Mario Sunshine. So it's one of those things that when she talks about it, I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> I didn't love, I, I did not like, uh, I didn't love Sunshine. And I don't think, but it's also the thing is, I don't think I gave it a fair chance on GameCube where I remember, mm-hmm. I think, I don't even, I don't think I ever owned it. It was my roommate in college, Kyle had it. And so I just played it there and like, I was just like, what is this? Why has he got a water backpack? I don't want to do this. I want, I basically wanted 64 again. Right. And I wasn't happy with what I got here. So I'll come at it with an adult pair of eyes and see what I think. Mario Sunshine is a good game like capital g good game that has a lot of parts that are really really bad like things you would not expect in a flagship nintendo title well i'll get to find out soon enough what we (laughs) think of it i guess in the modern age uh number three this is more of a question than a new one's news but then it's a question i want to give you and basically ghost recon is uh, talking about its friend pass and trial they're doing uh this originally went into deals a day but then it asked the question in my head why are more people doing this imran uh so uh, ubisoft put up this blog post about ghost recon uh the friend pass and the trial uh if you've purchased any edition of the game the friend pass uh, allows you to invite up to three friends at a time who don't own the game to join your session and play co-op with you for free you can invite as many friends as you want but no more than three at a time the friend pass is available on xbox one playstation 4 and pc until june 16th 2020 your friends will have to play the game play on the same platform as you and will need to have the trial version of the game installed with the owner of the game connected if you do not own tom clancy's ghost recon breakpoint the trial will give you access to the entire game for six hours of playtime. The, t- the trial timer pauses when the friend pass is used and once you reach the time limit your progression saves and you can keep playing through the friend pass or by purchasing a game imran obviously a deal of the day cool that that's happening my question though is a bit more heady why aren't we seeing more games do this is it macabre to if to take advantage of the fact that suddenly everyone's at home and waiting to play games or wanting to be with their friends? I mean, the reason we don't see a lot of games do this is because Ubisoft lives and dies based on their how their games as a service work. So they're they're constantly trying to feed more people in and feed like I guess cycle people in and out. Because eventually you'll get tired of, say, the division or something, and then you need new people, new lifeblood in to play the next part. So it makes sense for them to do that. They frequently do free weekends. They kind of yeah. follow an MMORPG model for a lot of their video games, and MMORPGs have done this exact thing quite like over the years quite often. I don't think it makes a lot of sense for a lot of other games, but I do think like the games it does make sense for, like say Predator Hunting Grounds is a good example. That game yeah. is, a, I think it's a beta this week, right? No, it was over the weekend. It's done oh, now. It was the free trial weekend. Yeah. So like that's a good example of hey, just try this. Like if you, you want to enjoy it, then you can buy it after that. They should do that. I want to say every three or four months. Just be like, okay, people really, some people really enjoy this. Let's get them, let's let them proselytize to their friends about mm-hmm. trying to get more uh, players into this game. So here's my thing though, is like right now, my take on it, I hear you. And obviously trial passes and free friend codes and all that stuff have happened before. Wolfenstein did it, I know. Mm-hmm. My question is though, why aren't we seeing more games? And granted, you're seeing it here with Ghost Recon, but why isn't the division doing something more like this? Why isn't Borderlands giving you double XP right now? Why, like, in, Borderlands, I guess, is doing a loot uh, co-op thing right now. But 
I feel like right now there's a lot of I don't money on the table, I guess, is what I'm driving at because I'm thinking of video games as a business, but there's definitely a lot of players out there who are ready to play something new as they're locked in their houses. I'm surprised mm-hmm. we're not seeing more sales on games like when the division was three dollars or whatever the day before they announced their expansion right i'm surprised we're not seeing more double xp just indefinitely i'm not you know i mean like i feel like more i would think that on paper that more developers and publishers would be rushing to this not with hey buy the game stuff but hey here's a reward for playing our game over everybody else's game right now the larger answer to that is that nobody knows what they want to do right now and nobody's sure what the future is going to hold so yeah. they're like, if these were single person teams, I bet you that, yes, there would absolutely be people like, yeah, let's just give the game away for free or let's turn on whatever features or whatever to like make it to incentivize people playing our games. I think with everyone away from the offices, with everyone like this being larger ships that are harder to turn, yeah, it is more difficult for, say, an Activision to like get that run up the chain and go like, okay, yeah, no, everything Call of Duty is like double XP this entire lockdown or whatever yeah because they just people are right now i think staring down the barrel of what the video game industry looks like after may and it's scaring a lot of publishers and a lot of developers too so i don't think they really know what right now is supposed to look like and they don't really have any guidance no precedent for a lot of this stuff and it's difficult for them to make those kind of decisions granted i think you're right they should be doing that sort of thing but they're not in that mental place yet i don't think yeah yeah, because I, I, cause I wonder if it is that they don't want to be labeled an opportunist on some of it, too. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And I guess, you know, uh, nanobiologist calls out, and you're wrong, that World of Warcraft right now is doing a 100% increase in all XP sources until the end of April. This stacks with other XP buffs and is uh, good for all new and current people. So it's happening there, and that's what I'm talking about of, like, and I could be wrong on this as well. I don't think DC Universe Online right now is doing anything of, like, hey, they're getting ready for Birds of Prey DLC in April. But, like, is there's no giant buff there that i'm aware of fallout 76 isn't doing it that i know of and granted this is all me talking out my ass because i haven't turned on all these games to check them out but i do in like borderlands is doing for the month of april uh increased loot if you play co-op with people but like yeah division had done when they launched warlords of new york a double xp week or double xp week and they have i don't think they're i haven't turned it on because i've been working on a review but i don't think they're doing that right now now granted division in a bit of a different thing as you run around new york city <laughs> in the expansion <laughs> in the quarantine I'm like oh, that is very real when i saw them building the fucking uh hospitals in central park on the news like jesus is this yeah is i saw people like comparing the screenshots of new york to the division and they were like one-to-one mm-hmm. like yeah that's that's where I, my head needs to be at right now yeah but yeah, that's also precedent too. Like, you don't want to if you turn this off after lockdown. Like, when does lockdown end? When does it end yeah. for everyone? Like, yeah. is this going to keep going for the next six months for Europe and the U.S. in concert, or is it just us? We'll see. Uh, speaking of all this, though, number four, Pokemon Go just had its best week of 2020. This is Rebecca Valentine, somebody we don't know at GamesIndustry.biz. Uh, Pokemon Go just saw its best week yet in 2020, despite growing lockdowns and shelter-in-place orders worldwide. According to information shared by Sensor Tower, Niantic's location-based adventure earned nearly $23 million in gross revenue last week, showing week-over-week growth of 67%. That is likely in part due to a major in-game event last week, but seems to addition seems to be additionally supported by recent changes made to the game to make it easier to play while staying at home to avoid the spread of COVID-19. 
Sensor Tower additionally reports that last week's total accounted for 13% of all total revenue earned in 2020 thus far. The U.S. spending accounting for uh, 34% of the total. And when I was checking on something else on IGN a second ago, I saw that they had some just a headline that was like, Pokemon goes and they'll let you raid from your couch soon. So mm-hmm. more changes, it looks like, encouraging you to play from home. I mean, you kind of have to be like, yeah, of course. I mean, geez, like this, I saw too, like uh, somebody had, I don't forget, it must have been on the uh, Reddit, but somebody had screen capped uh, Niantic's bio on Twitter before and after, and they had gone th- and they like had all the strike through stuff in it of like saying about going outside or play outside stuff. And it's like that, because this could have been a backbreaker for them, right? And so again, yeah. to what we were talking about a second ago, you have to be able to turn that corner. You have to be able to adapt quickly. I mean, like... I was thinking as soon as this thing started, like it's crazy how society just halts the second you can't gather people in one area. So like the video game industry is a very interesting one because it does the end result is always a thing you can do in isolation, which is great for the quarantine lifestyle, but a thing you can't make in isolation. Yeah. So there have been video game development offices that have been cleared out and the games are supposed to come out fairly soon. There are games that need to be bug tested that can't be bug tested because you can't send nda builds to like bug testers individually yeah so they need to start figuring this stuff out and it is easier for some developers to just go like okay let's pivot immediately to something that makes this work and it's harder for a lot of other ones because they can't do that as easily yeah so it's yeah it's a it's a broader problem than just video games but it is every video game company is different right every video game itself is different in how players use it yeah four people making an indie game remotely have honestly probably an easier time now making game than nintendo would yeah uh speaking of all that strap in for three (laughs) three bumpy rides here number five on the roper report uh covid at kojima productions this is hayden taylor at gamesindustry.biz all staff at kojima productions are now working from home after one person tested positive for covid19 according to a statement from the tokyo-based developer the employee was sent home march 20th and later diagnosed with the virus quote we are working closely with public health authorities and they have informed us that since this employee was not in the office at the time of symptoms onset all other kojima productions employees are not considered close contacts meaning that it is not mandatory to close the office uh reads the statement although they are all working from home now as hayden uh, reports uh rolling from that one into number six uh minecraft dungeons has officially been delayed if you remember i read on uh, kind of funny games daily i think two weeks ago but maybe even last week depending on how time works anymore yeah. uh, they tweeted this as we're working from home to do our part in protecting our community our workflows will unfortunately be impacted we're working hard to deliver minecraft dungeons in april but we're also reevaluating our timeline to make sure we bring you the best game possible stay tuned which, of course, was a coded message of, this game is not coming in April. Sorry. (laughs) Today, they confirmed that. uh, Gather your friends and gear up for adventure. Minecraft Dungeons is coming out May 26th on Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 4, Windows, Xbox One, and Xbox Game Pass. Uh, There was a post uh, from the the Mo Yang team over on Xbox Newswire, a paragraph I pulled from there. As you all know, we initially planned to release Minecraft Dungeons by the end of April. However, due to the current state of the world, this was no longer possible. As we wanted to guarantee the health and safety of our teams and empower them to deliver the best possible experience to you, our players. We hope you'll find it worth the wait. And then, number seven, and we'll talk about all this. Uh, Wasteland 3 has been delayed because of COVID. This is Steve Watts over at GameSpot. 
Wasteland 3 has been set for a May 19th release date on PC, PS4, and Xbox One, but difficulties introduced by remote work caused, the co- caused by the COVID-19 outbreak has pushed the game back to late summer. In a development update posted on Twitter, studio head Brian Fargo said that it will now release on August 28th, 2020. Quote, as with most companies, we moved to a work-from-home environment some weeks ago, and that's, of course, introduced new challenges that many of us throughout the world have been learning to manage, Fargo said. We've been excited to see the Wasteland 3 beta so well-received, but the reality is that with with these new logistical challenges, our release was going to be impacted, end quote. He said the extra time will allow the studio to react to beta feedback and generally optimize and polish the game. In particular, he said the extra time will allow for extra work on the co-op experience. Quote, we're pouring our hearts into this game, and the last thing we want is to have anything but an amazing launch for a product we truly believe in. End quote. Imran, are the dominoes just going to keep on falling from here on out? Pretty much, I think. Right now, like from what I've talked to developers about, they seem to think, okay, everything through April is fine. Through May gets a little iffy. Yeah. After that, we don't know. We don't know what's going to happen to game development, what's going to happen to game releases. Like, are physical games still going to come out? Is anyone going to be there to buy them? I don't think, from a logistical standpoint, I don't think the psychology of America will stand for the, like this country just being shut down for that yeah. many months. But also, who knows if we really have a choice. <laughs> but like... like Honestly, it's going to be stories like this for a little while longer of like the Kojima Productions one of, okay, somebody in the office got it. What does that mean for us long term? And for some people, it's going to be we have to evacuate the offices. And for others, it's going to be, okay, we're fine being from home. We're we're totally yeah. okay. Because like I imagine Kojima Productions now is knee deep in the PC port and the photo mode and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like, they, they still have work to do on Death Stranding, even yeah. if like the rest of the stuff is, you know, not all that uh intimately need to be worked on the other stuff like minecraft is a software delay that pro- game is probably very close to done yeah they were but, you figure they were on the they were on the run-up to the runway here right yeah. i was like all right cool we're almost there and then this just gets in the final way which you know we of course today ps i love you xoxo uh with me and bless we talk a lot about uh everything going on with last of us and then ghost of tsushima right like mm-hmm. last of us getting pushed as it did right where we should have been playing it and then it gets pushed and then it's like cool that May dates were, ah, oh, fuck, and then all this happens. Like, what is the, where does that leave what Naughty Dog was working on? Were they in, in the midst of bug fixing? Were they in the crazy crunch that they get? You know, I, I, you assume, yeah, it's the same thing where I don't think there's been any official statement about working from home. I could be wrong. Uh, but obviously, you're mandated to work from home. So it's like, yeah. what the fuck is going on? Yeah, I mean, California is like essential business only right now as an yeah. entire state. And this is like the fifth largest economy in the world. So, mm. like, there's, there is a certain wisdom in just saying, you know what, screw it. Like we, we need to just back off for a little bit. I don't think there's a good long-term solution that anyone has really figured out right now. Yeah, and I think everybody gets, and I think it's everybody gets a pass on this, right? The fact mm-hmm. that we're recording from home and sometimes the audio wigs out or the camera wigs out, you understand it because you're you're at home probably too. <laughs> and like it's the same thing with this, where yeah, like I know. Right now, I'm very. Uh, it's like I was talking about yesterday with Andrea, right? Like we're very much in the oh my god, games, games, games moment of this. But it's because we're on a games, games, games show. As soon as you step back and look around, it's like I want all these people to take all the time in the world. I hope I hope that's coming through in what I'm saying. I'm not saying at all. Ah, oh, fuck, yeah. this sucks. It's like it's disappointing, but it's also disappointing. So many people are dying. So I'm not too hung up if Neil Druckmann needs more time or if I I was really looking forward to playing Minecraft Dungeons. Still am. I'll look forward to it in May, not April. It's okay. 
There was a thing yesterday where like a bunch of Sony movies got delayed. Yeah. Oh, and God, like, I think I, I, yeah, I tweeted you about that. It's like somebody tweeted in response, and I didn't think about this. Like when theaters do eventually open back up, what are they going to show? Yeah. And it, that's a good question because like production of everything is shutting down. So at some point I was watching Hulu yesterday. I was like, oh, thank God I still have TV to keep me sane during this. At some point that's going to stop too. And I'm going to have to right. go backwards into older, like, like older things that were already made. Yeah. Well, so, I didn't even think yeah. I hadn't even thought about it. I saw a headline yesterday. I didn't read the article, but saw the headline that like ESPN's like showing sports movies now because there's yeah. no sports. And I was like, oh, fuck. Right. I didn't even think about that ramification of this. Yeah. The NHL is showing like esports and like, simulated games through uh like nhl 20 and all that yeah yeah so yeah like people are making do but again it comes back to the psychology of the country what's going to be the long-term ramifications of that and are people going to like accept long-term ramifications or are they just going to assume this is going to be done in a month or two <laughs> it's crazy sorry i for i have this multiple monitor set up here right so i mm -hmm. finally for once I, I was like you know what i'll just leave the twitch chat up because it's interesting to see if i miss anything i like moneymaker uh 110 here is people dying the biggest bummer <laughs> greg miller investigates i'm kind of funny <laughs> <laughs> Uh, number eight on the Roper Report, and finally for today, Outer Worlds Switch launch has details. Uh, set to launch, Outer Worlds on Switch is going to launch June 5th, 2020. Uh, the retail version of the game will be available in both physical cartridge and digital download. Upon release, the game will be accompanied by a day one patch that could take up to six gigabytes of space. Uh, this patch improves the overall experience by adding high-res textures, various gameplay optimizations, and more. So this is, I don't want to call it like a feel good coronavirus story but it kind of is because they were the initial canary in the coal mine oh really where, i don't remember this i think it was early late january or early february take two had a financial call where they said yeah we're gonna delay outer worlds on switch because there's this virus thing happening in china where virtuous's offices were and they were holding oh. the game they're like well they can't get into their offices right now so we have to delay the game originally it was supposed to be digital only but they like they're gonna use the time to like make carts for it, make an actual physical version, and they appear to be like actually patching it because they're working from home, doing it like with uh, high res sectors, all that stuff. So this kind of worked out for them, I guess, because the game was supposed to come out in March. <laughs> it's good enough, yeah. But hey, yeah, it's a, you know the bounce back of it, right? That it's actually yeah. that. So yeah. maybe like that'll actually work out if like if everything can follow that lead. Maybe it'll be. Gaming industry won't suffer so badly after May. Hmm. Maybe. We'll have to see. Uh, Imran, you know what else we'll have to see about? our sponsors let me tell you about it uh today of course this is kind of funny games daily uh we're brought to you uh, uh by the one and only ps i love you xoxo remember each and every tuesday on youtube.com slash kind of funny games podcast services around the globe blessing at aoya jr and myself come to you with all the nerdy playstation uh opinions news you need to know about we do 104 games we're rating and we peep your playstation profile and so much more uh if you like that you can check it out youtube.com slash kind of funny games you can check it out on podcast services if you're all Already a viewer, consider going to patreon.com slash kind of funny games to get the show ad free and get your questions read. If you already do all that, leave us a review on iTunes, like, subscribe, share, show it to your friends, whatever. You know how it is. Imran. Mm -hmm. I'm excited to see if the Outer Worlds will actually run on the Nintendo Switch. But June 5th, 2020 is so far away. If I wanted something more immediate, say what came to the mom and graph shops, where would I go? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform is listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show host each and every weekday. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
Uh, Bubble Bobble for friends on Switch is out. Creature in the Well is out. That was already out. That uh, I'm going to sit here on the thing. Persona 5 Royal on PlayStation 4 is out. Uh, Operancina, The Stolen Sun is on PlayStation 4 and Switch. Mountain Blade 2 Bannerlord is on PC. The Complex is on Xbox One and Switch. It's on PlayStation 4 too, but maybe it doesn't roll out today. Uh, Treasury and Beatdown City is on Switch and PC finally. That's curious. Right, yeah, yeah. Uh, Curious Expedition is on PS4. Uh, Ty, the Tasmanian Tiger, is on Switch. Uh, Zombie Army Trilogy is on Switch. Chapeau is on Switch. Uh, Stones of the Revenant is on Switch. Melody Fight is on PC. Fates of Ort is on PC and Mac. Cork the Volcano is on PC. Abacus Finch is on PC. <laughs> Swatch Out is on PC. Sold That is on PC. Good Company is now available on Steam. Resident Evil Resistance's beta is up for all now. Remember, it was delayed uh, through some technical issues. The and more then, I think about the title Abacus Finch, the more I love it. All right. It's really good. It's yeah. really good. Uh, Robbie Rob wrote in to patreon.com slash kind of funny games to make sure I told you that out today, Sonic the Hedgehog the movie is on digital platforms for $19.99. Did you see the deleted scenes? No. They have one of Baby Sonic from before the redesign, and he is horrific. Jesus, God. <laughs> Jesus. Did you watch that movie? Yes. Is it good? I enjoyed it. Okay. I, so I was in the theater with, like, children as well, and their, in, their like, excitement for it was, like, infectious. So yeah. the things I would normally be cynical about, they were like, yeah, this is so cool. I'm like, yeah, yeah, this is actually kind of cool. In the moments of downtime at night after dinner, uh, before we, I go back to work on whatever we're reviewing because there's just been a million goddamn reviews, uh, Jen and I usually pick something to watch. And usually what we've been going with is let's put on something that we're interested in but not in love in. That way we can play Animal Crossing during it. And this strikes me as it might fit that quota. Yes, that would like, definitely work for Sonic the movie. <laughs> check in every so often. What's James Marsden up there? All right, check back in. Go. go He's in. with some CG. This is, oh, oh my oh. God. Uh, Wait, which one's the horrifying one? Are they both horrifying? The one on the left is the more horrifying one. But he's not finished, right? Those effects aren't finished. Well, yeah, right? I, they're both like I think those are both are pre redesigned. Okay. Because I, you know, that's one of those things. I just whatever. It's people all flipped out about Sonic. Whatever. You know what I mean? Kevin, you with me? Whatever. Just let him look like what he looks yeah, like. Yeah, you know? whatever. Just make him whatever. whatever, dude. He's just he's a hedgehog and he's all fluffy. Well, who even cares? <laughs> I don't. Lord I don't. That's for sure. You don't, and I appreciate that about you. Uh, new dates for you. Sound Art is coming to The Vive, The Rift, and The Quest on April 2nd, 2020. Airhead comes to PC, PlayStation 4, Switch, and Xbox One in 2021. Uh, this week... Oh, this should have been a new date. Sorry. but I'm, No, this should have been an out today. Whatever. Red Dead Online has a new showdown mode variation. Name your weapon, along with a number of bounty hunter and collector bonuses, discounts, and more. Uh, Planet Zoo, South, America's pack, South America pack, arrives April 7th. And then uh, Call of Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 uh is out on playstation 4 today it, however so you're like wait why is this in new dates it's because it's out on playstation 4 today but it turns out that this modern warfare 2 campaign remastered has an exclusivity period on it it's going to launch on pc and xbox uh, one 30 days later on april 30th you can pre-purchase it now if you want the remaster has been handled by Beanox, supports 4k resolution in hdr by the way i stole this this was breaking news i stole this from matt perslow at ign.com today so there you go I was. I found out yesterday that apparently they accidentally announced this or talked about it during the Game Informer Modern Warfare trip. That oh, yeah. during the rapid questions, they Ben Hansen asked, uh, "So, are you guys working on Modern Warfare Remastered 2? And the director of Modern Warfare says, "Oh, those guys are doing something else over there. We're not. We're not concerned about that over here." 
Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so they're like, oh, wait, they probably should not have said that at the time. Oh, dang. And the other thing I meant to put out there is that out today is the uh, uh, Death Stranding patch for that gives you photo mode on PlayStation 4. Yeah, that's another... It's two months until the PC release, so... Yeah, that's what you're talking about. They're still working yeah. on PC, obviously. Um, deals of the day for you. Uh, if you have Amazon Prime, you have Twitch Prime, which means that you have a free 30-day subscription you should give away to somebody on Twitch. We'd love it to be us. That's right, twitch.tv slash games. If you're a podcast listener, maybe you had to take away your Patreon. Maybe anything else happened, but you you don't use that 30 days. They don't remind you. It just sits there and goes, anyways, if you have Amazon Prime, you have Twitch Prime, and Twitch Prime has announced their next set of games. Uh, beginning today and throughout the month of April, Prime members can claim loot for the top titles, including Doom Eternal, Destiny 2, Borderlands 3, and Apex legends along with new drops across riot's suite of games league of legends team fight tactics and legends of rune terra this month's free games with prime lineup includes something for everyone with titles including turok etherborn uh, light matter earthlock and kathy rain uh, xbox games with gold also got announced uh, project cars 2 is available april 1st through the 30th on xbox one knights of pen and paper bundle is available april 16th through may 15th on xbox one fable anniversary is available april 1st through the 15th on xbox one and xbox 360 and toy box turbos is available <laughs> april 16th through the 30th xbox one and xbox Raven legends is also free on pc today oh where do you get that one i want to say it's ubisoft's launcher but okay yeah let me double check on that while you move forward. While you do that, I'll bring you to reader mail. Remember, ladies and gentlemen, you can be part of the show. Patreon.com slash kind of funny games. Go there. Give us your questions, your comments, your squad ups, your everything else. Today, we have a question from Charles Jacobson. Charles Jacobson writes in and says, greetings, Greg and Imran. This is honestly a question mostly for Imran. Imran. What's your expectations for re-up near replicant V1.22474487139? I saw this project was handled by Toy Logic, who have an interesting history, most recently working on the latest Contra, did some work on Evil Within and 3DS version of Dragon Quest 10. No, 11. I fucked it up. Uh, you're, you're, yeah. you're, you're our near boy. You went to the near concert. What do you think of this? Uh, it's. I'm glad they announced that remaster. I don't necessarily agree with the fact that it's near replicant only so when they originally released near it was for the ps3 they made a it was replicant which is a younger version of near a younger boy and his sister yona was the quote-unquote damsel in distress go ahead yeah i have a question sorry so yeah. is near not the the girl with the eye patch and the booty no that's kaine near is, is the main character well, i thought she was like B, i thought she was like bb88 or something what's her name kaine Kaine. Yes. All right. I apologize. But yeah, the so. Girl from Near Automata is, is Kaibe? Oh, no, that's 2B. Sorry. 2B. Ah, see, I knew there was a B in it. Yes. That's so who's for, she? Yeah, from Near Automata. She's, so Near Automata takes place 10,000 years after Near 1, which okay. itself is a, a sequel to, or to an ending from Dragon Guard 1 that most people didn't get. Okay. So. Got it. Near on 360 was an old to to appeal to Western fans. They made like an older, gruff, like father near. The script is almost identical between both games, but one has a younger protagonist, one has an older one. So they've they're only doing the younger one for the remaster, which is not something I necessarily agree with because I think the father is a better dynamic. But whatever, that's fine. As far as expectation goes. I'm trying not to have any because when the second you have expectations with those games, that's when they fuck with you. Gotcha. Okay. Because like they said, we don't even know if it's going to have another ending or something else. So like, I'm just going to let them like do whatever they want to do, and we'll I'll experience it when it comes. 
I'm curious what the new recordings of music sound like. Like, are they gonna are they remastering it? Are they re-recording new ones? Are they bringing in like Janique Nicole from uh, Near Automata to sing some songs in this one? I'm very excited about it, but at the same time, like Near is one of my favorite games of all time. So if they say let's let's if they add new dialogue and mm-hmm. they don't record it, like they record with a different voice actor or a new voice actor or something, or they don't have Laura Bailey like screaming at you in the intro because she's too big now <laughs> then like no, what are... laura bailey's not too big she'd still do it i'm uh, so hopefully confused she... <laughs> i'm so confused Kevin, gonna it's be ten thousand year... years before the eye patch woman should i play the last near automata they good? there's roughly there's connection but there's no connection till like the very end of automata i think he meant should he just played because it's a good or bad game yeah. i don't think he was yeah. like you did try to understand yeah, it was... no if, if you I like it a lot. It's a it's an action RPG, and it's not a particularly deep action RPG. And you can get kind of bogged down in side quests and stuff like that. So it's one of those games where you play as much as you enjoy it, and then you just move on. Don't do it, Kevin. Okay. Play Division with me. Come play Division with me. Please, Kevin. Also, Rayman Legends is free on Ubisoft's launcher. Yes. Yeah, get that instead, yeah. Uh... Imran. Mm-hmm. It's time to squat up. This is where people write in to patreon.com slash kind of funny games, giving us their name, username, platform of choice, and why they need help in a video game. I read it here. The best friends come and find you. Today, Tim needs help on Animal Crossing on Nintendo Switch. That's how you know it's not our Tim, because our Tim's a big dummy and won't play Animal Crossing. <laughs> uh, this Tim, though, you can get at SW60081981138. None of my friends have Animal Crossing New Horizons, so I currently am stuck with only cherries and peaches. I would love to visit other islands and get some other fruits. If you have other fruits to give Tim, hit him up. 60-08-06-1981-13. Play some Animal Crossing together. Hey, here's an ethical Animal Crossing question for you. Oh, God. Do you think it makes sense to go to someone who you don't know's village for turnip prices? Or do you just keep that in your social circle? I just did that today. Gary, because really? if you saw it yesterday, Gary would have, first off, Gary would have streaming Animal Crossing every day, twitch.tv slash Gary Wooda. He does it as a lead into Games Daily now. So he goes live at 9 a.m. Pacific, one hour before us. You can go there and then he sends everybody over. Uh, yesterday, I popped in getting ready and he was all ready to sell his freaking turnips for like 15 bells more. And I was like, don't even, no, wait till, I'm like, I don't sell unless it's 500. He's like, that's crazy. That never happens, blah, blah, blah. And then he started, then all day he's sending me spreadsheets and he's sending me screen grabs. And I'm like, yes, I am telling you this, Gary. I know this information. And then today I woke up to more friends who were sending me Google Docs of like, track your prices here. I'm like, this is, it is 2020. You are all overthinking this. All you have to do is use the internet at all. In this thing, I see right there. Father Rabbi, I, I got 639 turnips right now. That's he's, he's 639 turnips per a bell. Like, no, you don't have to keep these spreadsheets. You just have to communicate every day. Shout out when you got a good price. Share your code. Everybody go over there. I'm not going to sit here. I'm not going to be some poindexter dork with my spreadsheets and my charts and everything else. I'm going to be out here playing other games, and then I'll make the money work for myself. Whenever, I don't even know who's I, – I just hoard myself out. I showed up on some island today. It was called Hyrule. Dropped off, sold all these freaking turnips. I have no idea who that person was. I maybe I caught an STD. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm so confused. It's like a stock market, but I feel like the second you cross that line, you can't come back from it. You can't just go like, "Oh no, I'm just gonna stay with friends." I like, I like that aspect of like, okay, what's everyone's bells or turnip prices today? That's 
more interesting to me than be like, all right, what has Twitter got for me? All right, yeah, this is how I win. Whatever. It's just a way to get more stuff to get more stuff on your island. You get more bells, you get more stuff on your island. That's all you're you're, doing. you're, you're very much becoming the Gordon Gecko of Animal Crossing. I, you know what? I That for sure. I like That's the thing is I won't time travel. That's a bunch of bullshit. Mm-hmm. But like make a tarantula island? Sure. Go, go here and do this? Sure. Now, have I done the tarantula island thing? I tried on Friday, but I was so drunk by the time I did it, I could not do it correctly. <laughs> so it didn't work in my favor. Right, but my right. wife. Can you elaborate a little bit? Tarantula island? <laughs> yeah, so tarantula self. Will you say so? How, Kevin, I'm gonna I'm gonna start very small. You tell me how much this makes sense to you. All right, I'm here. I'm here. In Animal Crossing, you you harvest and build things, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And then you sell those things for bells, which yep, is the currency. Yep, sure, sure, sure. So you're always looking for a good deal to get as many bells as you can to pay right. off your house to build a bridge to do whatever. Of course. So tarantulas sell for a lot of money. They're aggressive and they're supposed to be kind of rare, but. It turns out that if you go, like, you can go visit other islands with a ticket. So, like, not me going to Imran's island, but me going to a computer-generated island. And when you're there, if you just raise the place, tear up every plant, dig up every tree, leave a bunch of holes, do all this stuff, catch every bug, eventually it'll just spawn tarantulas over and over again. So you kind of cheat the island. It takes, like, a while. Jen does it all the time. She just sits there doing tarantula islands. And then you come back with your pockets full of tarantulas. <laughs> then you sell the tarantulas. You make a you make a bunch of bells. So just yeah. to be clear, this kind of cheating, you're totally fine with. Yeah, of course. Because okay. you're putting in the work there. You know what I mean? Absolutely. The time no, traveling. Making a lot of sense. Time traveling, that's, that's yeah, cheating. That's garbage. That's garbage. Okay. That's cheating. If I want to put in the work of looking on Twitter and finding, if a tweeting out, hey, who's got a better turnip price? <laughs> I'm doing it, right? The game allows for that. In a, uh-huh. And like if they patch out the tarantulas, they patch out the tarantulas, right? Uh, what does that mean, the turnip price? So the turn like so again very basically, turnips are stocks. On Sunday you buy turnips, mm-hmm. and then twice a day the rest of the week you can go get an update. Or well, the the price of turnips changes, and you can sell the turnips. Well, so you're looking to buy low, sell who high. Do you, who do you sell them to? Uh, Timmy. Children. Yeah, Timmy. Tom Nook's kids in the in Nook's cranny. Okay. They buy. To this, seems like, this seems like a game I I could really get into. Dude, you would love this game. I don't. You build and you craft a house. You'd love it. And let me tell you right now, Kevin, it is the reason Animal Crossing is obviously so popular right now is a million reasons. But one of the reasons is for working from home, it is the best game to play working from home. Because it's not like, I, you know, I can't play The Division and be on a call because there's a million things going on. I can't pause it. I can't do this. This game is so chill that you could be doing it all day during or during uh, games daily. And you'd be looking at the chat and you'd be getting the turn up price. You'd be having a great time. Can't find that damn string fish, though. I think today's the last day. Yeah, today's the last day. I saw people flipping out about it. Yeah. I'm gonna have to- uh, we asked people watching live on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames to go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up. Uh, the nanobiologist says, it looks like DC Universe Online is doing a different double currency buff each week along with new gear. Not sure if that was done before. I'm honestly not sure either. So there you go. Uh, Charles Jacobson writes in and says, Warframe has been doing a two-time multiplayer and materials weekend for the p- past few weeks. A couple of them were tied to new content, but they seem to be rerunning them too. That's great. Um... Nanobiologist clarifies something we said earlier. The Take-Two call delaying Outer Worlds was uh, on uh, February 6th. It was also announced by Private Division via a tweet the same day. Mm-hmm. Um, Nanobiologist has this breaking news. Uh, GCX, which I believe is the old Guardian column that they've renamed, has been canceled. He has a link to a tweet. You can read more about it there. Oh, no. Uh, friend. Yeah, he, oh, man, you know. And, and all those people, they do a lot of good stuff for charity. I don't know what it means for their streaming stuff. We're going to help I out this year. I'm sure they're still doing friend. it. Okay, I apologize. Near Rep- was only- 
<laughs> and that's the one you don't care about. Well, it was only for PS3 in Japan. Near Gestalt was on PS3 and Xbox 360 right. worldwide. It was only the the father and the rest of the world. And then here we here we fucking go. <laughs> Rebecca Valentine writes in and says, Timmy and Tommy are Nook's nephews, not his son. It is important to be clear that we do not know whether or not Mr. Nook has fucked. First off, Tom Nook fucks, right? Don't, don't worry that about that. About, like having fucked at some point. Yeah. Yeah, he. I mean, him and Isabella—that's a relationship right there. They're mm, I don't know. Office space, office romance, office romance. They, they, seem, they seem very dedicated to their work. Nick Scarpino. Yeah, they they Tommy. don't need the office. They have needs. All right. Nick Scarpino taught me don't shit where you eat. That's what he taught me. You know what I mean? So I don't think anything's going on. This 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 Tom guy. Nick Scarpino is a pervert, smart. and you know it. All right. Oh, so was that a lecture? Or oh, like, I, those by... are totally d- disconnected. He shits where he eats all the time. You see, poor little Andy. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this has been kind of funny games daily. Uh, tomorrow it's going to be me and Gary Witta, the man himself, right off his Animal Crossing stream. Thursday, Blessing and Tim. Friday, Blessing and me. Imran, thank you so much for your time. Thank I'm sure you. we'll see you again on a games cast probably next week, reviewing <laughs> something else as always. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, remember Kind of Funny Games Daily comes to you each and every weekday on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames, youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, Rooster Teeth, and podcast services around the globe. No matter where we you get it, I hope you enjoy it. Consider supporting the show. Remember, just watching, liking, subscribing, sharing it on your social media is good enough by us. If you can go further, of course, you have Twitch Prime. You can use it on us, Kind of Funny Games. You can, of course, go to patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. Toss us a few bucks. Be part of the show in everything else ladies and gentlemen we have a post show to do that you can only get on patreon.com slash kind of funny games but until next time it's been our pleasure to serve you